This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. I'm Emily Fox. Dirty Projectors set out to release five EPs in 2020, each with a very different sound and featuring different vocalists in the band singing lead in the different EPs. The first EP they released was folk-focused, called Windows Open. It was sung by vocalist and guitarist Maya Friedman. Then you have the poppy, soulful EP called Flight Tower, featuring the band's keyboardist and percussionist, Felicia Douglas. Frontman Dave Longstreth released an EP called Super Joao, a tribute to the late Brazilian songwriter Joao Gilberto of Girl from Ipanema fame. There was the Earth Crisis EP, with orchestral instrumentation that likens to a Philip Glass opera or a Stravinsky ballet, featuring keyboardist Kristen Slip with an avant-garde vocal style. And on Friday, Dirty Projectors came back together for the fifth EP. It's called Ring Road. Dave Longstreth joins me now to talk about this project. Hello. Hey, how's it going? So there are so many different styles and sounds in this EP series. I'm so curious what the songwriting process was like on each of them. I mean, were you writing most of the music or were you collaborating directly with each of the different vocalists that were featured on each of these EPs? Well, it's a little bit of both. I I tend to write the music by myself and often, even though... In the end, uh, there's, there is this stylistic breadth that you're talking about. I write a lot of it just on an, a nylon string acoustic guitar. Where the collaboration really came in was writing the lyrics, which we did together. I would uh, you know, sit with Maya as we were writing the words for the songs that she would sing and with Felicia for the songs that Felicia sang lead on. Why was it important to you to feature different vocalists on lead and, uh, on these different EPs? Yeah, I think there's so much harmony in in the music that Dirty Projectors has released over the years. And uh, when we were when we were putting together the tour for the last record back in 2018, I just ha- I suddenly had this thought that it would be amazing if everybody could be the lead singer of this band, and uh, and that's kind of where the idea for the EPs came from. That's amazing. And and again, each of these EPs have such different flavors. And it's cool to hear folks that might be, you know, more known for backup vocals, you know, being on lead. And I'm listening to this album. And again, there's so many different genres. And, and I understand that you are a classically trained musician, you went to school um, to study music. And it's interesting, considering how many musicians I interview on this show, I feel like Many of them are not classically trained. In fact, a lot of them don't know how to read music. You know, you studied at Yale, and I feel like I can hear a lot of classical influences on this record or just understanding of different genres. Were there specific EPs or songs in this series that you felt really tapped into your classical training? 
It's it's so funny to have it uh, framed that way because I really like the first music that I got into the music that um, opened my ears and heart to to what music could do was a lot of like very raw punk music, you know, when I was a teenager. And I definitely had this punk ideal of truth and expression is is rawness, you know, and, and technique and rules impede uh you know the transmission of of uh of real emotion and a huge part of me still feels that way somehow but my problem was that i was just so curious about how music works and how how to make those sounds that i just kept on asking questions and learning more and more and and kind of studying music so but even now like you know as you frame the question in terms of like how did your training come into play? I, like I have, I reflexively am like, I don't have any training. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but you've definitely studied music theory, and I feel like a little bit of composition in there, like formal composition. I love music theory. I love music theory. It's like to me, it's like um, you know, learning the secret, you know, the secret laws of the universe. It's um, the math of music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, to your question, definitely, I think Earth Crisis is the EP that, yeah, is most in a kind of like scored music space. That music came out of these arrangements that I made uh, for string quartet and wind quintet. They're actually like versions of songs from, from a Dirty Projectors album a long time ago, Rise Above, which came out in 2007. And after we finished making that record, I was still kind of mulling the music over. I was still sort of obsessed with the chords and everything. So I found myself writing these these scored arrangements of these songs. And then we recorded them. Then we went on tour for, you know, months or something. And I I kind of forgot about these recordings. I discovered them recently and just loved the, you know, I really tapped into just the beauty of the of the recording. The, the, perform- the beauty of the performances of the players. And so I found, I, I asked myself if there was a way to like get back in, you know, to make this music new and to make it live now in a different way. So for me, that was kind of breaking it apart, deconstructing it, letting it decompose and sort of fall away from what it had, you know, what, the songs that it had originally been. to some of these songs specific on the Earth Crisis EP. I mean, it sounds like you have like a mini orchestra in there. How many players did you have in this recording? Yeah, it was a it was a string quartet and a wind quintet. So it. it was nine. And then when you add in the vocalist, you know, Kristen Slip, was she she was was she basically given like here is basically an instrumental track riff on top of that with your vocals? Was that kind of how the the vocal came into it or the vocal was already recorded as part of those tracks? Yeah, I had I had like made the melody over top of it, but I didn't have any words. So it was just me singing sort of nonsense vocal, you know, vocalese. And then so our process was to listen to these, you know, these nonsense words and these melodies 
and almost try to divine what was in the vowels, you know, to make sense sort of syntactically and sonically, make words out of the noise of the, the nonsense of the vocalese. Light Tower EP. What once was a mystery is visible, visible, visible. I finally feel I can say what's enough, what's enough, what's your love but safe design, safe design. How would you contrast how that was written and produced compared to Earth Crisis? That one is is very different um, in the production. It's uh, even yeah, even talking about it is like whoa, like switching gears in my head. Those are songs that I had I, w- I had been working on, and for whatever reason, you know, so I find that songs mature. They songs songs become real differently. You know, every song I guess has a different path into into uh, existence and. A bunch of these songs from these EPs were things that I had and that I liked, but somehow fell short of being real songs, you know. Um, so with Felicia, it was sort of similar. I, I had a, I had a bunch of ideas um, that were pretty well far along as as productions and as arrangements, and and I had these melodies that just had had no words to them, and we we sat down and and uh, and found words. And suddenly they felt real. I never want to lose your love. I never want to let you down. In wilderness, we won't give up. Just hold on, let yourself be found. Your phrase, my word, to the limit. Your phrase, my word, how I live You know, your final EP, Ring Road, was released on Friday. Did that feel any different or, or even more powerful to bring the full band together on that particular EP after releasing four separate EPs featuring four separate vocalists? Like, to bring the band back together for this final one, did it feel was it, did it feel more powerful? Did it feel any different? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think so. You Well, you know, we're talking about all of this elapsing against the backdrop of of the pandemic. And so any ideal of the band coming together is, is a virtual one, but yeah, like as the struck, as the, as the sort of chronological structure of the EPs, like a goal was to present a a kind of like mosaic ideal of this band, you know, one in which everyone, everyone takes turns singing lead. And there are four, four singers in the band. That was the first four EPs. And then the fifth EP, we're all kind of like, you know, there together, you know, trading different, you know, Felicia sings the pre-chorus, Kristen sings the chorus, I sing the verse, that kind of thing. What I come back to is that playing this music, you know, being able to put it together into like a live set is going to be really satisfying. It's going to be really fun. 
as we wrap up, I want to go out on a song, but I want you to choose a song that we go out on. Um, you know, something that really struck you during the process of this album, and maybe it's the maybe it's a song af- out of the EP you just released, or maybe it's a track out of one of these EPs that feature different vocalists. But what song do you feel like you, we should go out on? Yeah, let's go out with my possession, which we just released on Friday. It's I think it's the most recent song of any of these to have been written and recorded and it highlights the 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 full band character of these eps i've been speaking with dave longstreth of dirty projectors their final ep from a five-part series released throughout this year the last one in the series was dropped on friday thank you so much for the time today yeah of course it was great to talk to you emily standing in the rain raise up
That was Sound and Vision. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and consider giving a one-time $20 donation to help support this show at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.